0: This is Sam Glynn, and you're listening to Cyber 321, plain English cyber in three articles, two numbers and one action. It's the 1st of July 2022, and in Ireland, the primary schools have finished for the summer, the sun still has not come out, and we seem to be going through another wave of COVID. So happy Friday. In the first of three articles this week, as reported in the register, the FBI and CISA are warning organisations about the emergence of a new cyber gang called Karakart. This gang doesn't target any specific sectors or industries, and the gang's victims haven't had any of their documents encrypted and held to ransom. Instead, the crooks claim to have stolen data, with screenshots or copies of stolen files as proof, and they threaten to sell it or leak it publicly if they don't receive payment. The US agencies say these demands range from $25,000 to $13 million in Bitcoin. And Caracard typically sets a one week deadline to pay up. In a traditional ransomware attack, the attackers encrypt your data. Your key response is a reliable backup that you can use to restore your data. As a result, many attackers have adjusted their techniques to include data theft. Once the data is stolen, your backups won't save you from the financial and reputational damage, not to mind the data protection implications of data ending up in the hands of the attackers and being published online. It looks like this latest group are skipping the encryption step and just going straight to file copy. This is a reminder of why doing the best you can to keep the bad guys out of your systems in the first place is so important, because once they're in, your backups may no longer save you. The second article this week at Proofpoint, an email security company, has published a report which reveals that many common social engineering assumptions are wrong. As reported on CSO Online, the common incorrect assumptions include attackers do not have conversations with their targets. In fact, attackers sometimes invest the time to get into an email conversation with people in order to gain their trust before then launching their attack. Another misconception is that attackers do not use legitimate online services, such as OneDrive, Google Drive, Dropbox, etc. In reality, and to avoid detection by an organization's email security, attackers will frequently store and share their malicious files on legitimate file sharing platforms, rather than sending them as email attachments. And the third is that attackers will never speak to victims. Again, to avoid detection by email security technology, attackers will frequently send emails to targets that don't contain malicious links or attachments, but instead encourage the recipient to call a fake call centre so the attacker can speak to them directly and progress with the fraud. The article is worth a read and your cybersecurity awareness training should be adjusted to reflect Proofpoint's recommendations. The third article this week The Irish Independent reported that Gardaí, the Irish police force, are warning people to be on the lookout for romance scams, especially on dating apps and on social media. The article is worth a read as it contains some excellent advice on how to protect yourself against online fraudsters. For example, it says to be careful what you share on social media and online dating websites. Do not reveal your full name or home address and protect your identity. You should also be aware of anyone asking lots of questions about you, but not revealing much about themselves. And finally, they will come across as being the ideal person. They will like what you like. They will want what you want. Their interests will mirror yours. If you like classical 18th century French poetry, then so will they. This last point sounds like any boy chasing after any girl or boy, but enough about me when I met my now wife. What is also interesting is how the impact on victims described in the article will resonate with any business owner whose business has been the victim of a cyber attack. In both cases, alongside the financial loss, it leaves people feeling vulnerable, hurt, and filled with mistrust. The first of two numbers this week is €812,715. This is the total amount lost by the 31 people in Ireland who reported being victims of romance fraud to the Gardaí last year and as reported in the Irish Independent this week. This works out at an average loss of over €26,000 per victim. The youngest victim was 27 and the oldest was 69. Almost three-quarters of victims were female. The Gardaí believe this crime is underreported, and the total number of victims and total losses are likely to be significantly higher. The second number this week is 100 million US dollars, and in the latest story of crypto craziness, and as reported by Decrypt this week, this is the value of cryptocurrency stolen from the Harmony protocol by an unknown individual last week. In response, Harmony has offered the individual 1 million dollars, and a guarantee of no criminal charges if the $100 million is returned and they reveal how they committed the crime that will not be reported as a crime. It's just like what happens in the old world. If you rob $100 million from a bank, they will give you $1 million if you give it back and tell them how you did it. And the action this week is to check your auto forwarding rules. Uh, this comes from last week's newsletter from Ireland's National Cybersecurity Centre, which reported that the German Green Party had suffered a breach of their email system. While the article referenced by the NCSE is short on detail, one line grabbed my attention. The line states that the accounts were compromised in such a way that some emails were forwarded to addresses outside the organisation. It sounds like the attacker has got into the email system and set up auto forwarding rules on multiple accounts. This means that even if the attacker's way in gets blocked, for example, the user's password gets changed or multi-factor authentication is turned on, the attacker will still get to see emails coming into or out of those accounts. Auto forwarding should really be called auto copying because it automatically copies a email and sends it to the attacker. And this happens without the account holder noticing anything. It's a common method used by attackers to maintain access to an organization's email system. Therefore, I recommend that on a regular basis, and especially if you suspect that an unauthorized individual has gained access to your email system, you should review all auto-forwarding rules set up on your email system. If you see a rule that doesn't make sense, this is a major red flag. And my Cyber 321 article online gives you a few pointers as to how to review your auto-forwarding rules in Microsoft 365 uh, and even to go further, where I recommend you disable the ability for staff to set up auto-forwarding rules in the first place. Again, my article has links to Microsoft's guidance on this for Microsoft 365 and Google's guidance for Google Workspace. That's it for this week. Until next time, take care.